0: The Dark Prophecy, Chapter 13, Fast Food Restaurant. My life goal is realized. Any fries with that? When I was a god, I would be... Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve.
1: And I'm Brayden.
0: And this is Return
2: to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted.
1: Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. I think like you totally. said Dark Prophecy as a question. You're like, the Dark Prophecy?
2: She's in show
1: You were just kind of, you are trying to give like a, like a, just like a chill vibe, but it, it kind of gave inquisitive.
0: Oh, there is a question mark.
1: Okay. Inquisitive. <laughs> Ava so- new how are we this week?
0: I guess I'm inquisitive, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm chilling. Um, I'm currently at my grandma's house, um, in upstate New York. We're just paying her a visit, um, a summer, a spontaneous summer visit. Um, and I'm here for the next day and then I leave and then I continue to get ready to temporarily leave. Haul my ass to Chicago, which is crazy. Um, but I'm very excited. Um yeah, so it's kind of just like a little weird limbo prep time. Um, but I'm chilling. I'm consuming um a lot of good music and media and, and books and just fun stuff. So yeah. Where are you, Neve?
2: I'm pretty good. Um just been working a lot. I had, I, I didn't have high expectations for my shift tonight. I wasn't like, yay, let's go to work again. And, but I got placed outside, which is normally a sleigh, especially on the weekends because people, it was a beautiful night. And I was like, okay, we'll probably make some money because like, it'll probably be pretty busy on this weekend night outside. But then a new challenge occurred. Um, the invasion of lanternflies on the jersey coastline
1: has been it was it was just <laughs> as as random as i thought it was going to be i was like there's no I... way like it was windy it's going to be real no, no, no.
2: no i was witness to and victim of too many lanternfly attacks to count on both hands i was flicking them off my clothes i was flicking them off my customers i literally was traumatized i was like where the fuck did all of them and you know i worked yesterday too there were no lantern flies like this there i saw like two yesterday Mm, they took the express literally because i saw like two lantern flies yesterday and i was like oh these fuckers are back and now they're everywhere
1: They literally, one
2: of my managers, so quickly, it's so scary. One (laughs) of my managers started screaming bloody murder because one landed on her. Literally, people thought there was like an episode happening or like a a serious problem. And I was like, No, sorry, Crystal just got hit with a lantern blind. She flipped the fuck out. Like, it, they're
0: everywhere. They're everywhere. That's crazy because we don't have
2: them. Where I live, so I. I don't know.
1: Say I don't think they've made it that far south yet.
2: Yeah, no, and like so the, the staircase up to the kitchen was just covered. That's crazy. It was horrifying. It's it, the, the first time I just so them
0: was college. Like I didn't know what they were before college. Like we just don't have them. um
1: Oh, we and we we went to college in like the the United States capital of the land. Lanternflies, flies. Yeah. yeah. We we,
2: we
1: Allentown. Because you guys can know where we went to college now because
2: we're not there. Yet. We're not
1: there anymore. So you can't find us. Um, <laughs> not that any of you are trying, like,
2: but you know, we just got to keep it
1: just like, just <laughs> in case, case. Um,
2: we went to college but, in Allentown.
1: <laughs> and they've been dealing with the lantern flies years. Lantern flies, new news to everyone else.
2: Ava, they're but, coming for you no uh, i don't wanna they appeared and we're by the ocean i was like get out of here well have have
0: they been in new jersey in the past
2: like last summer yeah but like it was just i don't know if it's like their season right now they all just like materialized spawned thousands Mm -hmm. literally i literally i was like taking an order and i looked and saw like three on my shoulder and just had to be like oh sorry Seems to be the daily occurrence today. I, I mean, hate you're them. taking your drink order while I flick these off my shoulder. So scary.
0: They're ugly and scary and unnerving, and I hate them.
2: Yeah. So yeah. That's how I that up.
1: that SNL sketch was real good. It wasn't as good as his uh, his uh, iceberg, but yeah, Bo- Bowen's lantern fly was pretty good. It was pretty good. It
2: was very good. How are you, Braden?
1: I'm. <laughs> You know, vacation was nice. I it's, it's, be, it's been a minute since there. we re- we recorded a bunch like two weeks ago, um, so we yeah. haven't been on the pod to update in a minute. But um, vacation was great. Rina Sawayama concert, Chef's Kiss, fantastic time. Um, beach was fun. Um, other than Ooh. that, I've been working. i no, I am no longer working at Cinemark, which I will name now Ooh. as I no longer work there. <laughs> um, I've I've quit because it is time to start getting ready to move. Um,
2: Girl, I was in the area that we're moving to because uh, my mom wanted to see it. it. It's Janet approved, by the way. That's my mom's name, but good, good. they all call her Janet. Um, so uh, I was in that area on uh, Friday. And do you know what? What's like a block away? <laughs> I fucking. Cinema- i literally we were walking down the street oh, i was like I know. no we're right next to way. way i, was
1: I will like, not that be working so there. funny no way it <laughs> things will not get bad enough for me to go back um, it's just right there i was like damn it's really haunting him no i really i know i it would so, <laughs> like it would be so convenient but no i i yeah. refuse and in other news about movie i'm finishing my tip certification literally right now before we got on this call and after these online training shits are like the most mind numbing things possible and i'm just so i i'm drinking a i was gonna get a celsius which is my usual energy drink of choice because i like that it doesn't have sugar but now because celsius is popular they've been making other stuff and i like a bigger can of something because i just like to i like to i always like to have a little drink so like i might as well have a bigger drink and it was cheaper than celsius so i'm drinking a ghost citrus
0: oh my god oh. i saw one of those earlier today and had no idea is isn't was. it
1: kind of cute look at the little ghost on it
0: yeah, I like him. He looks this similar. is not sponsored. To no. be clear. No, really We're
2: not. never sponsored, guys.
1: <laughs> no. Kind if of anyone
2: me. wants to sponsor us, let us know.
1: That's also not true. Well, we've never had, we've never been doing live sponsorships. When
2: have we ever done, yeah, when have we ever done a live sponsorship ever?
1: No, we we have had no live sponsors. That's true. We've done, we've done ads for sponsorships. Yeah. Um, but it tastes just like exactly like a Sprite that's but zero sugar
0: i might have to try it no i think i'd explode
2: i would die Um, that this would
1: kill you it is it has one
2: sip would probably kill me
1: it has 200 200 milligrams of caffeine
2: i have so i'm not trying that actually that would kill me
0: that's a I lot have, like a
2: few too many i take like little shots of pepsi at work and i had a few too many Beppus shots tonight i was like vibrating by the time i was sweeping my <laughs> i <sessions.
1: laughs> one bepis shot too many <laughs> literally like i take a kid's cup people have like noticed it's really embarrassing <laughs> What bepis bepis is from a meme correct
2: oh yes i'm I picturing know. the meme is it a I meme know. or is it something allison said once
1: no, no. i don't think what? i don't think
2: have you not I'm known afraid- about bepis since high school
1: no, I oh. not. I did not know about Bepis until college. I know. I can picture the meme. I'm just. I don't know if like how proliferated this meme is. No, like, it's right. In if you know Bepis.
2: I thought everyone right. In if you know Beppis, everyone, know right? you you know Beppis. like calling Pepsi Bepis. No, I th- I feel like that. I thought everyone dead
0: ass knew this.
1: No, I was introduced I to it by by you and Allison. Uh, Allison Mintz famously of the uh, the musical episode, yeah. which Some may, of that or maybe, maybe infamously, influ-
2: you
0: know. Bepis meme in my head. It's Bepis Sprut. Like, it's like...
1: Okay, so- I will look up the Bepis meme. <laughs> you pulled my leg. <laughs> meme. Um, oh, there's a lot. Yeah, I know. People just kept making them yeah oh okay.
0: <laughs> Get yourself together.
1: <laughs> no, this is not right. but what there's one with a soda fountain, correct? That's the That's,
2: that's not no. Where did it originate? Someone was like, do you know it would be funny to call Pepsi Pepis? like it had to come from like, it wasn't oh, just I know exactly where it came from. Give me two
0: seconds.
1: that there's mm-hmm. or conk uh
0: i think that might have been it hold on
1: i i don't know i have no idea what the original meme is
0: um it's i think okay wait there's is
1: this is this millennial humor gen z's right in
0: no, it definitely is.
2: We are Gen Z. No, I know, so but, I,
1: but we're we're that uh, in
2: we're between. literally so cusp. Literally, it's we're that so in between bad. where it's
1: like I, I find millennial stuff, like oh, we were raised it's, on millennial it's YouTubers, this. It's but this, people a little younger Christ than us.
0: This is how it started. It's um, a picture of <laughs> Pepsi next to a Shiba Inu and Bepis next to a dog that just ate a bunch of bees.
1: Well, now we know. And now okay. you know too. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but I guess this is what you signed up for. Mm. Anyways. Welcome back to Return to Get Half-Blood. <laughs> this week, we are discussing the Dark Prophecy. Chapters 9 through 12 was last, right. week, so was was last the- week. This week is 13 through 16. 16. save. <laughs> it's literally right in front of me i'm just reading the wrong line um <laughs> i like i have i i am so prepared i have things written down always but I, I just i can't read this is the problem um through the theme of history so Neve, i guess to summarize i'm just gonna tap out here
2: <laughs> is my time going
1: no, that would be incredible if I was able to pull it up that fast, oh but my God, I I, really I pulled love it up that, this fast so I, go now. oh
2: my God okay, so they're um they're in this this fast food thing and they realize it's food for the animals and they realize they have to get to this train um to get to the animals so they they get there and um they evade getting killed and they take this really slow train, but then they make it faster and then they get to where the animals are and they save um they realize the Uh, One of the Griffins is pregnant. Uh oh! So they're like, "How are we going to get it out of here?" And they like make friends with them, and then they, um, and then they get caught by lit. It just made me laugh so hard that that was how they abbreviated it. And um, then they get Meg back, even though Meg tells them to leave her there. And they defeat the enemy and get Meg back.
1: Very nice work. That was and
2: save the Griffins. Why did I forget to say that?
1: Um, I guess the only thing you left out was we get like a really long. Do not disturb is on. We have been having terrible <laughs> luck with notifications. It's bad. Every episode, at least one of us has a notification go off.
2: This is our apology. Yeah.
1: And also, this was yeah, this, this this be, was Ava sending us.
2: Be- That's be- 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> So well, I will be leaving all of this in
0: it's the extended Bepis meme that's right. why i sent it i found it so important to send it during the show
1: thank you thank you for the full bevis meme anyways yeah. what i was trying to say was that uh i can't even i can't even get back on track um we get the uh, extended like flashback where apollo is like, yes we get, ominous. Yeah. and it's like a really long flashback too yeah I have a lot to say about that. That was really interesting. It was good. It was good. Good times. Bad times. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times.
0: <laughs> yep. It was times.
1: Bad New times time. at the El Royale. Um, what songs did we bring this week?
0: Oh, my God. I brought the song <laughs> Damage Gets Done by Hosier and Brandy Carlisle.
2: Because somehow I knew it was coming. Oh, how, do,
1: how how does this man seems to release a new song every week? For a no whole
0: albums out now. You don't understand. The album came out.
1: I thought it the came- album came out like a month ago.
0: No, the EP. That
2: would be a misthought though.
0: Yeah, fair. Um, no, the EP came out in March, but the album came out two days ago, and. Um, Quite literally, two of my favorite musicians in the whole entire world now have a duet for everyone to listen to. And um, it's about youth, so it fit, but this is more an excuse for me to say that that is one of the most wonderful songs ever. And please stream his new album because it's so good. And I love <sighs> crazy, mythical bog music, I guess.
1: My song is a song that I've been waiting to use for months for something. And I needed to wait till I had a good time to use it. And finally, at last at long, long last, the time is upon us. The song is Icarus and Apollo by Ripto. Um, it's so fucking good. Uh, I love this song. It, it's just a beautiful song. It's about like, a love story between Icarus and Apollo and like wanting to fly close to the sun, like be near the person you love, but you get hurt by it. Um, it's, it's about Apollo and Commodus. I like, it's it like, so on the nose. And I was that I read that chapter. I was like, it's time for the song. I knew it. <laughs> it was time. It was here. I was like, I've been wanting to use this song since house of Hades and haven't had a time to use it because I was like I'll save it for Trials of Apollo And then the last because it has to be for an Apollo And then the last book didn't have any Context this one I th- They flew the door open for me um, I So th- that's my song
0: May I add to that um, How's your On his new album released a song about Icarus so go listen
2: Anyway, guys, my song is by My Chemical Romance. Completely Mm -hmm. unsurprisingly, but whenever there is like a tragic love story, I'm like, it's time to go into My Chemical Romance's discography, as that's my natural inclination. It's called "I Don't Love You," and it's from the Black Parade album. It is a devastating, um, song, uh, basically talking about like some. It's like a relationship where someone's leaving and it's like the person who's being left being like, could you at least say you don't love me so I can get over this? And I thought it was fitting. <laughs> also a good song. They don't have like, I feel like I normally don't like pick their ballads because they have more fun, upbeat songs to put on these playlists. So I was like, I'll throw a ballad in there. Work. Damn.
1: What were our favorite parts of these chapters? It was very action-scene-y. I loved the flashback, like I already said.
0: Yes. I loved that. I loved the Griffins. <sighs> um, I also think some of the writing... I don't know. I think Rick was kind of at his funniest during these chapters. And, like, not in a way that I think he intended... But in a way where he was using slang that was popular, like three to four years before this book was released.
1: This is really like cemented in time. This book, (laughs) it's we looked up where it when what year it came out last week, and now I don't even remember because it's been two weeks since we were last recorded. It was it was twenty seventeen, and this is twenty seventeen. This is this is a book that came out in twenty seventeen. And using slang that was popularized years before 2017.
0: Exactly. And that's what's so funny about it because it like cements it in time, but like the wrong time. And like, I don't think he meant for that to be as funny as it is, but I particularly enjoyed his choice of uh, words.
1: It is, it is crazy how millennial all of these books are because the target audience is the original Percy Jackson series kind of had some millennials in their target audience mostly Gen Z
0: yeah
1: like Harry Potter was from millennials but the characters in all of these books are millennials but the target audience is Gen Z and it was written by a man who is I don't know how fucking old Rick Riordan is but he is certainly not a millennial (laughs) I'll be generous and call him Gen X I don't know. How.
2: Damn.
1: He is fifty-nine.
0: That's is that Gen X? No, that's a boomer. No, um,
2: no. I think it is. I think it's like what? the very beginning of Gen X.
1: No. Gen X was born between the the oh baby boomers are currently between fifty-seven and seventy-five. So he yep. is right at the end of a baby boomer. He's yeah. barely a baby boomer. <laughs> yeah. What an awful <laughs> name for your generation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I feel boomer. sorry for my family. Like, sorry, guys.
1: Any other favorite parts or do we want to take a break and then come back to talk about our theme?
2: I feel like everything that I would say about favorite part would just connect back to the theme. So
1: word. let's take a break and then we'll be back. We're back. All right. We're back. History. Uh, let's go to where we all want to talk about first and let's talk about the flashback scene. Ava, get out your Marcus Aurelius thoughts right away. <laughs> I'm sure you have some. <laughs>
0: Oh, do I? Um, We are so lucky to have that scene in this book, not only because gay people are always refreshing. um, And I mean that as one. I can say that. I know how it sounds. Um, But also because we get to witness, like, (sighs) the handing of an empire into like the most incapable hands ever. And we like get to be there when it happens. And that's insane. Like the author is very much giving, I don't know how you said the author, like it's Rick (laughs) um, is like giving us such a gift in like allowing us to like be there for that moment and therefore allow us to really like empathize with Apollo as much as possible. um, Because we understand like that these things that happened so many years ago feel like they happened yesterday for him because in a way they had because they're still within like whatever time constraint make up like his lifetime I don't know I just think it's really cool to be there like as a reader and witness the beginning of the impact that like this incredible person's death had um love him he's so real um he he didn't know he didn't know that his son was gonna be so dumb um I'm I'm a fan but also he gets enough praise like people know him so you know cheers
1: <laughs> they really did they asked Marcus Aurelius gay son or flop daughter and he said what about a flop gay son yeah
2: you've been and sitting on that he's one he's so
1: real for that <laughs> he hated that <laughs>
2: You've been sitting on that one for at least two hours, like literally just waiting. like, I that, gonna... that was
1: believe it or not, off the noggin.
2: <laughs> I believe it.
1: Real, real fresh.
0: Off the noggin. I'm sure. That's...
1: um, Ew. yeah, I, I I think putting Apollo in these really important historical moments as a pattern throughout this book. To just like really dive into something that's been in the background of all of these books, which is the gods have been here for fucking ever. And of uh, like we mostly see yeah. it in more antiquity, but we also do get him talking about like his presence in more, more uh modern contexts. Um, but can recontextualizing real-world history into this world is always really interesting it's something that's very hard to do but also a necessary requirement of urban fantasy because urban fantasy generally generates those questions about like what does that mean about everything i mean that's the that's the like why didn't superman stop uh the holocaust that's the example everyone uses of like if these People with powers beyond normal human capacities exist. Why do these atrocities committed by humans that have no uh, above human, superhuman uh, abilities still happen? And Rick's answer to that is because the gods don't fucking care. And that's been the answer this whole time. But like really getting at that and showing that like Apollo was dating this guy. And then it kind of went south, and he was like, Okay, deuces, I'm not involved in it. Like, it was like, I don't really like what you're doing, but like, I'm gonna let you do it. Because they're making immortality so separate. And then now bringing it back and really examining it with the series is, I've gone on record before saying how that's the really fascinating part of the series for me. Um, and I was just, I was really enjoying this particular scene's use of it.
2: I agree. I also want to talk, like, like a couple pages after the flashback, we get this song that Calypso and Apollo, like, sing together. And I was like, that? That was, like, I was going to talk about that in the favorite moments, and I was like, this is just the theme. Um, just talking about, like, there was a line. Oh, no, I should have screenshotted it. I literally remember reading it and being like, I should screenshot this. It was like, this song is older than, like, like centuries old and older than like kingdoms or any any civilization, and we're like here in the modern day, humming it to some griffins so they don't eat us. Like that is just so crazy to think about. And to think about that, like Calypso has it it made me think a lot about like knowledge like experience equating into knowledge. And like expertise and stuff that, like, Apollo kind of. Apollo and Calypso seem to be on like equal playing fields in these chapters, at least, like trying to figure out how they're going to get out of this. And both of them are such like old beings, but Calypso's even older than Apollo technically, which is so crazy. Um, and yeah. It was an interesting... I can tell Brayden is looking for this quote right now. He is yes, so I am. Focused. He is so focused looking for it. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope you find it soon. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, also thinking about just like the context in which they normally like sung this little tune um, was a much more warm and fuzzy view of the of the world of the gods we knew before this like how calypso was probably he found it it
1: was uh, it was a song older than empires about two lovers separated and longing to be together
2: yeah like that's a crazy little line to just throw in there talking about in this like action scene where they're trying to get out like
1: was like, All yeah,
2: right, it was like our Poland Laureate. Like it was like pretty. I'm not a more. It was so pretty. And the context in which they talk about it being like um like a song that they would sing as like a family and stuff. I was like, this is such a weird view of this situation that we don't normally get. And how like Apollo says that Calypso would have been a lot younger when they were singing this song around her, like you know just hanging out with her family i was like this is a perception of these these things that we never get um so i thought that was a cool little history moment older than history i guess but yeah
1: yeah i i thought that moment was so encapsulating of the traditions of Greek mythology as well. The oral storytelling and oral history and oral folklore. I love folklore and I'm fascinated by oral history and a lot of stuff and work that I've done is around oral history and reframing myths and classics because of these fucking books that have sent me on that path. And so you know what, um, but really playing into the musicality of that, that like, these classic poems and stuff are translated from stories, but also from songs. And that's where we get a lot of the mythology we have today is from from music and bringing that back and giving the gods their own oral history is super fascinating. And it becomes it's like it's oral history in both uh, spellings of oral, too, which is like really nice. And me being pretentious and annoying. but yeah,
2: Is that one off the noggin, too?
1: Yes. <laughs> I also just think it's it's tragic in relation to the relationship that were set up at the core of this book as well, the Apollo Commodus relationship that lovers being apart, And it's like, we're, we know that Commodus is bad and Apollo thinks Commodus is bad, but this was also someone he loved that you, there is such a tragedy in that it needs even there. I'm not even gonna say more tragic because, Honestly, there are so many flavors of tragic having to do with relationships, and they all fucking suck. Let's be honest. Um, but there is something deeply tragic about having love someone and see their downfall as a person. It's like, Apollo loved this young Commodus who didn't have power, and sure, wasn't a great person, clearly, but became so much worse and that falling out of love with someone because you watch them change is so sad.
2: It's also like really human. And I think that's like another interesting part about how these, this series deals with like, like we've talked a lot about how Apollo is like coping with becoming human in certain ways, especially in the book before this. But like these experiences are all just like human, like he's literally a God and he couldn't stop someone from destroying themselves. You know, like it's such a, it's such a human thing to have to endure that it's interesting to watch a literal God when he was in his godly state, still just have to like watch it happen, you know? And, like, it makes you think about, like, how even when God's trying to intercept with things, like, there's always implications and consequences from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really interesting, too.
1: Yeah. It's just all... I don't, like, even have that much to say about, like, it's just fascinating. And I, I really like that Rick is playing with this stuff, which is why I didn't love the action that much. That was how... Hap- there was just a while.
2: It was a little rando, I have to say. I was like, who's here now? Like, why is he?
1: <laughs> I was just like, we're dealing with so many fascinating themes. And like, it's, I understand that this, at the end of the day, is a YA book. And we're going to get a little silly at times. But then I'm like, we really touch. And we really, we get so deep. And we get so close to these themes. And it's great that that they're being tied into to this genre. And uh, it's fantastic. And then I'm like, Oh, and then we were just like pulled out of it a little bit by like this. There's this banter in this action scene that like Rick is. Let's be honest, about 50-50 with action scenes. I think once Meg comes in, I was, I was, I was back again. It, it, was, it
2: was just so clear to me, like yeah, we have to get Meg back in the story, and it's gonna happen right now. Like we just like, yeah. have to, it, like was, get it was it was such
1: clear vamping.
2: Cause the enemy yeah. is like, like the person they're fighting against is clearly like someone who Meg is meant to fight against. Like, yeah. And then, and then she does. And now she's back in the story and yay. Like love, love to see her back, but it was just sort of like random compared to what else we were doing.
1: Yeah. It is like, it's something I have a lot of sympathy for, like as someone who's a writer myself in that, like sometimes you have one plot point happen and then you need another plot point to happen but you, you just you gotta do something to get there, and like that's the hardest scenes to write is like, and and then they walked down the the hallway, and then there were griffins, and then they had to ride the griffins so that they could get the like it's there are so many things to work out as you're writing something to move your pieces around the board, and that means at some points you're going to have these little vamping scenes because you're like, I need to kill time for Meg to realistically get there and it have the impact that it needs. And so it was worth it in the end, but I, it was starting to be like, Oh, is this another one of Rick's like kind of half-assed, uh, action scenes. And then it wasn't. And then I like, I like the use of just like, Oh, we're both such good fighters and they're just, there's just a whirl of blades because and I was like, yeah, I don't need it explained. Thank you for not explaining it to me. Like, I don't need the details and I could picture it more vividly, just like filling in the blanks myself. But I like that they're both ch- the, de- the, that banter about the, like, we're both children of Demeter. And so we know what it means to reap. Um, just as much as we know what it is to so, sow and like that's why children of Demeter are really good uh, sword fighters. I was like, this is so interesting. Also, reveal. we I, we didn't know you're a child of Demeter, but he's wearing a corn husker t-shirt, so I guess we should have.
0: <laughs> True. It was fucking crazy when he was like, yeah, reaping humans and i was like oh my god
1: yeah i was like this is real dramatic but like real slight so honestly work
0: it was so unnerving i was like criminal minds fbi
1: (laughs) it was it was giving serial killer i'm not gonna lie (laughs) okay Latirce's. let's let's keep an eye on him
0: (laughs) open the file
1: Any more theme thoughts?
2: It's lit.
0: Sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: It's okay. Rick yeah. used that fucking joke at some point in there. Yeah, that's an option like, for my You
1: don't seem very lit. I was like, oh Rick, neither do I you. like oh no. <laughs> I I guess he kind of was on the cutting edge of that joke, you know?
2: Yeah, that was early. That was early.
1: Yeah, he, he how Yeah, a little late now.
2: Was that how people...
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if Lit was ever trendy. That one got co-opted so quickly by (laughs) by old people.
0: Yeah, they did. I mean, it did.
1: Do we want to jump to Sass Moments?
0: Yeah, because that was one of mine, but I have another one. Why not?
1: I have.
2: Okay, mine is ridiculous. Mine
1: is. (laughs) They are your infantry, while the altos and tenors are your cavalry, and the bass your artillery. I've tried to explain this to Ares a million times, but he has no clue about vocal arrangements. I liked that whole little like. I thought that was so silly, but I thought just the idea that Apollo was was like no one's going to be a productive conversation. Me. And and Aries talking about vocal parts. True. It's like
2: I felt seen. Me too.
1: I th- That's I how I
2: felt fe- being the music director of our a group for, for two years. Literally. I was like guys, please, someone yeah, talk was- with me, and no one would. But it's okay. Um, mine is mine is like not funny. Good lead in, me, but it's just it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to read it and then I'll explain <laughs> How did I know the basics of, fast f- of a fast food kitchen, you ask? I had discovered the singer Pink while she was working at McDonald's. I found Queen Latifah at Burger King. I've a- it, it doesn't matter the rest of it. Have you seen the reason stuff about Pink being like serve to soleil, basically?
1: Yes! <laughs> it, just, it
2: just had me laughing that she's in this book.
1: She is flicking. <laughs> Thinking
2: about her like spinning up brother. at the end. <laughs>
1: I've been also watching videos of Pink and Christina Aguilera fighting back in the day.
2: Oh, excellent stuff. And
1: just the, just the, great like, where, where, where Pink is like, okay. And they came into the office and her manager was like, Christina's singing the high part. And I said, excuse me, hi, I'm Pink and I'll be singing the high part. And I was like, okay, Pink.
2: Like, <laughs> like all of that behavior, like... Just makes it make sense somehow that Apollo like made her famous. Like, like she she's didn't... up here spinning in the air, like yelling eight? at people. I'm like, yeah, that makes so much sense. This actually is like a canon event. It made me laugh so hard.
1: Like she I has mean, some good music, but she is not who she thinks she is.
2: And I'm obsessed with it. And I have to love her.
1: The delusion. Incredible.
2: Uh, her spinning on that stage and someone like threw ashes at her. Like she's just been in the headlines for crazy reasons recently. And seeing her name pop up in this context really had me giggle.
1: I mean, on top of that, like talking about ex Cena do doing the uh no, that's Fergie. I lied. Fergie does the cartwheels.
2: Oh yeah. Yes, Fergie does do the cartwheels. It like
1: Xina's doing do it, doing cartwheels with her vocals.
2: She probably beat Pink to it though. Like I'm sure when Pink saw that, she was like, fuck, I meant I was meant to do I that. I want I wanted to do that.
0: I didn't know that those two had a rivalry.
1: Oh yeah, it's like a big thing. It was like a it? long time. What Where happened to you? Christina Aguilera? Where is she? Where is she? She
2: mm-hmm. was a she was a coach on the voice for a while.
1: She yeah. was.
2: Literally. Like, Like,
1: name the last thing Christina Aguilera did. It might be, be a vocal coach on The Voice.
2: Like, 2000s pop stars jury duty is The Voice. Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) When they were, like, Ariana Grande, I was like, girl, get off that show. It was, like,
1: you are too famous for this. And, like, they're, like, famous, iconic people are on The Voice, but it's, like, are you ready? You're retiring,
2: <laughs> literally. And then she made some no. crazy decisions, so we'll see.
1: Ex Tina was in the Emoji movie.
2: <gasps> That's nuts. Sorry, I
1: have to be kidding me. Oh, oh, oh my God! I forgot this happened like literally two days ago. <laughs> she was on the motorized scooter at Disneyland. Can we not what? see this? No. No. She, she, she What? A motorized scooter? She was riding an electric wheelchair around Disneyland. She's oh. recovering from a knee injury.
0: Oh. Damn. Christina Aguilera. Christina. Aguil- According
1: to other news outlets, the most famous theme park in the world usually rents out electric transports to those in need, and this was not the exception as the Genie in a Bottle singer is currently recovering from a knee injury. <laughs> That that's embarrassing. Yeah, be like being called the genie in the bottle singer.
2: It's a it's an odd choice
1: of a song. That, I, I don't think I'm wrong if I say "Genie in the Bottle" was her debut single. I don't know. It was. Ooh. Okay. Like wow, that that shows you how relevant Christina Aguilera is currently i would like her to come back great vocals kelly clarkson's coming back yeah yeah
2: we're all wearing the stupid clothes we wore when she was famous so yeah. she True. it's her fine time
1: she released an album last year apparently
2: also Miss kelly clarkson has never has never left in my brain you're right kelly
1: clarkson has never left
2: literally this is a separate conversation but i'm just gonna have to say that if i was like a popular musical artist like producing a song today and it went really like got really famous and i got like an email something hit my inbox that was like hey kelly clarkson wants to cover it for kelly on her show i would immediately be like no because she's about to body it more than i ever will and it will be so embarrassing yeah. When like I tell every you song, every song she gets on that show with, she literally just completely mops the floor with the original <laughs> Like, so good. It would be like, I'm honored, but you are not allowed to sing it because you will be so much better at it than I will.
1: When I tell you, the happier than ever. Bodied. cover that is exactly that, that, what that i was made, thinking of i was like billy you should have turned that offer down because she literally I just, just mean, ate you up with that song. that might be my number one song of this year on spotify we will see at the end <laughs> oh, anytime yeah. i'm in the car like anytime i have a chance to sing with it yeah. oh it's so fun to belt it out along with her and just be like I i'll never be her but like i but you don't feel the pressure to be her <laughs> she's just motivating you to be better exactly
0: i haven't seen this this video what
2: get into kelly clark you know you know it she's an icon
1: there's no way you you haven't heard it i don't i don't know if you've seen the video of it but you've heard her cover of happier than ever i doubt you've heard Billie eilish's version of happier than ever (laughs) i haven't
0: i have (laughs) I don't love it. I mean You know
2: what? Let's send off another text notification. I'm gonna send it in the group
0: chat. Yeah. I mean, no hate to Miss Owlage. Oh, yeah. I, I know nothing about her, but the song's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I love Miss Clarkson. Don't get it twisted. I just haven't seen this video.
1: I also I'm a big fan of her Queen of the Night.
2: That I have seen. That's a good one. That's
1: a good one. The pretty um comparable level for her, like Whitney Houston is probably rest in peace one of those other people that you're like please don't ever come near myself <laughs> yeah like not that anyone's worried about that now like, rest in peace again but
2: that's the
1: second um, clarification she's, she's, she's been dead for a while so I, I saw her movie <laughs> oh, it was really good bisexual icon
2: I heard it was what? good
1: yeah you didn't know Winnie Houston was a bisexual one
0: no Watch her. the
1: movie. So not like close. incredible, but that's cool. Um,
2: huh? oh, we've gosh. gotten
1: wildly off topic toward the end of our episode, which is crazy, oh, which is funny. Um Oh, I
0: still have to do my SAS moment.
1: You still haven't done your SAS moment, and then we have two messages to read. Oh yay. Okay. Two? Wow. Two. two whole messages.
0: Yay. Um, okay. Behind us, more Germani were shouting, but they seemed to be heading towards the skyline gates we'd just left. I love myself to hope that the train station might be clear. Ha, ha, ha. It was not. (laughs) Like, why did he capitalize all three haws and make them separate with dashes?
2: Yeah, the dashes were an interesting choice.
0: And a period at the end. That's so funny, Rick. (sighs) It sent me...
1: All right, I feel like I read a lot of these messages. So do you each want to just take one of them? Sure.
2: Send them our way. I yeah. sent them
1: in our group chat. So ding, ding. D- ding, dong. <laughs> ding dong. Ding dong.
0: Ding dong, darling.
2: Ava, do you want to take the first one and I'll take the second? Sure. Cool. Okay. Randomly. What? I just did that randomly. So.
0: Oh. Yeah. Period. Um. All right. So this is from Sarav. Howdy, my favorite Half Blood podcast. It is I again. I don't remember when it comes in, but I can't wait for you to see more of the conversations between the heir of Dodona and Apollo. Really like the themes you guys come up with. What do you think will be the connections, if any, that Apollo will have with the triumvirate? A good question. Also, my offerings will be for the arrow and for the entire series. <laughs> Maybe a few here and there for the other heroes and puts off always for Zeus and Nero. I agree. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I love a message.
1: And like <laughs> we we already know two of the uh two of the connections in the triumvirate. I'm really curious about the third because we have very different connections here. We have yep. one of his so right nero is his son. Did I make that up? No. No, I was right. Okay. I just thought I was lying. I thought I caught myself slipping for a second. I wasn't slipping. I'm staying sharp. Um it's 12:30 in the morning, guys. <laughs> um, and like we have his lover. What other relationships are there? Those are the two. It's not his father. those are
2: the only two relationships you can have with someone. Um yeah, it's interesting. Also, the 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 arrow was pretty silent. We only heard him once this time. That was sad.
1: Yeah, the choo choo was good last last week. Yeah, yeah. The, you must take the choo choo. And when he was like, "The fuck did you mishear me?" I said, "The fucking <laughs> bitch."
2: <laughs> the arrow actually said exactly that. I, I'm not uh, language just
1: to hit him with that. I think <laughs> I think it's funny. I, the Shakespeareans real funny, but imagine the era of Dodona was just like RuPaul.
2: I can't. Could you <laughs> Rick, Rick, write it down. Me write it. <laughs> <laughs> Take That's the train, mama. Well done, Okay, squirrel so, well, friends,
1: let's all get on the train well done mama well done mama
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is so dumb Uh, rick write it down we're giving you great ideas right now
1: there are certainly ideas Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you gotta pay us (laughs) you
2: have to pay us
1: Elmo don't do shit for free
2: we'll take anything (laughs) okay we have another message and it's my turn hi Ava Neve and Brayden my name's Amelia I'm from Australia that's crazy and I recently started listening to your podcast as I write this message I'm literally listening to your second son of Neptune episode Wowza. And I wanted to let you guys know how amazing you guys are. I'm definitely in the younger demographic of your listeners. I'm 13 and you guys have been such good role models to me and helped me feel safe. I really appreciate how open you are at the start of your episodes. Also, when people are asked how they're doing, they just say I'm okay, even when they're not. So I really appreciate you when you normalize not feeling great also someone who is exploring their sexuality in a very religious family you guys and the rest of the pjo podcasters make me feel very safe and welcome anyways this has just been me oversharing with people who don't know me but i just want you to know how important and special you've been to me lots of love oh i'm gonna cry that's so
1: sweet i was like <laughs> i don't always share the like just like message it feels weird sharing messages that are just like hey yeah stuff, i don't i don't always share those but um I thought I, I thought we should share that because yeah. I, I, that felt really good and I just wanted to use that as a chance to like reiterate that like we hope to create a safe space and I know that us and the other uh Percy Jackson podcasters it's a really great community that I know that we've found uh, made a lot of friends in and yeah, felt a lot of them. um and I know fandom in general cannot always be the the safest place including this fandom uh, which is frankly a lot better than most um, until we hit uh, show controversies and the casting and I'm not going to get into that because we are not really going to talk about the show at the moment. We'll talk about it once the union debates are settled. Um, Once they get a fair deal, we will talk about the trailer that may or may not have drops this weekend. But I just want to reiterate that, like, we're doing our best to to create a safe space for you, and I'm I'm glad that that you can think of us as role models.
2: Absolutely, so I don't know if you should,
1: (laughs) frankly. Shut
2: up! We're so together, and we're so cool.
1: (laughs) Like, wow, we've said a lot on this podcast that I don't know if a 13 I would recommend the 13 year old listen to. But, okay, we don't okay, get, but like, what I craziest, was doing when I was searching. We
2: just like to say say the fuck word a couple times.
1: <laughs> what word? The fuck word?
2: <laughs> like when do we get crazier than that?
1: You're right. You're right. Granted, like all Things considered, I'm very well behaved on this podcast compared to how I talk in because, life. We are literally like holding Brayden back from saying
2: some of the crazy shit that comes out of his mouth. But it's okay.
1: I know. I know our audience. Uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. refraining myself a little bit. That sounds like I'm like crazy. Like.
2: No, he just uses extremely, like, too explicit that, like, we'd have to put a second warning.
1: Like, I get, like, really, yeah, I normally get really explicit. I, uh, we gave up real quick because we I couldn't even keep the fuck in, but.
2: No, I, it was I, bad. I, I, I remember, like, there. the first two weeks, and then we were like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> we got, we got to put that rating on there. <laughs> yeah. That is so sweet, though. Thank That's you. crazy it's so that they're, fun. like, listening to it so, like, like, they're not going to hear this episode for a while so yeah so thanks
1: <laughs> thank you yeah. all right offerings hmm
0: i don't know i don't i don't know just stunned silence honestly
1: i'm a poor one out for apollo he hasn't gotten one yet this book um we I, to give him one I was really feeling the tragedy in in this relationship here. That I really, I don't, I can't quite empathize. I've never dated a a su- suicidal, not suicidal, genocidal. I guess he, we don't know that I, he, he's killing a lot of people. I it's again it's, it's 2:30 illegal. in the morning. I've never dated so, an emperor who's killed a ton of people, but I've dated people who aren't great. So, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling uh Apollo and I send my sympathies to him.
0: That's hilarious. Okay.
1: <laughs> I got real <laughs> lost in that. One we got that. It
0: did. It's okay. okay. Um well, I'm going to give my offering to the Griffins. Um all of them because, aww.
2: That's I my
1: reason. Aww.
2: <laughs> Mine is for Meg. She is so young. And she's like, sacrificing herself against this, you know, it's just, you're so young. I oh, know. Major theme of this podcast. They are so young. She's
1: Votes off. I am voting off Commodus specifically this week for the animal cruelty.
2: Yeah, oh, I, can't, I can't in good conscience crazy not crazy fucking like. Oh, it's like seems like core to his personality.
1: Yeah, I like, this thing. is weird.
2: I also just like didn't know that,
0: like, I guess I didn't know the extent of like pre-war with animals like prep and like it was graph I don't know it yeah, got
1: it me. was like we didn't get into it a lot this week but like it's heavy yeah it's really heavy fucking uh <laughs> war ostriches
2: yeah no one has ever thought that
1: no that it. was crazy like, literally and no one that literally has to be something that's real because how would Rick come up with that
2: yeah I want to research it now. Um, my vote off is for lit. Stupid name. Weird (laughs) grudge. Go away. A
1: poem. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Work. Work. All right. Great job, guys. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, in the back God, around. Guys. we really patting ourselves on the back for this week patting ourselves on the back for last week i just listened to back to last week's episode and i was just i loved it i was just ha- having a good time really re-listening to it i don't always re-listen to our, our old episodes um but that's all for this week join Thanks. us next week where we'll be discussing
2: chapters
0: 17 through 20
2: Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com Stop. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
1: Why are you still here?
2: Stop. We're role models. Be nice.